Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Happy Monday and welcome back. This week we are talking stress. We're getting it started today with stress's effect on our memory. I'd imagine everyone has experienced that moment when we're posed with a question we know the answer to, or we step up to give a presentation we've learned backwards and forwards, but our brain seems to disappear. It feels like we've suddenly lost our vocabulary, like a wall has been raised between our consciousness and our memory, like we just can't draw anything down from that cloud in our heads. TED-Ed educator Elizabeth Cox explains that the answer lies in the complex relationship between stress and memory. There are many types and degrees of stress and different kinds of memory, but these kinds of situations in particular call to focus how short-term stress impacts our memory of facts. To start, it helps to understand how this kind of memory works. Facts you read, hear, or study become memories through a process with three main steps. First comes acquisition, the moment we encounter a new piece of information. Each sensory experience activates a unique set of brain areas. In order to become lasting memories, these sensory experiences have to be consolidated by the hippocampus, influenced by the amygdala, which emphasizes experiences associated with strong emotions. She goes on to explain that the hippocampus then encodes memories. Once a memory has been encoded, it can be remembered or retrieved later. Memories are stored all over the brain, and it's likely the prefrontal cortex that signals for their retrieval. So acquisition, then consolidation, then encoding to become a retrievable memory. But how does stress affect each of these stages? In the first two stages, moderate stress can actually help experiences enter our memory. Our brain responds to stressful stimuli by releasing hormones known as corticosteroids, which activate a process of threat detection and threat response in the amygdala. The amygdala prompts our hippocampus to consolidate the stress-inducing experience into a memory. Meanwhile, the flood of corticosteroids from stress stimulates the hippocampus, also prompting memory consolidation. Even though some stress can be helpful, extreme and chronic stress can have the opposite effect. Cox refers to studies where researchers inject rats directly with stress hormones. As they gradually increase the dose of corticosteroids, the rats' performance on memory tests increased at first, but dropped off at higher doses. In humans, we see a similar positive effect with moderate stress, but that only appears when the stress is related to the memory task. So while time pressure might help you memorize a list, having a friend scare you will not. She goes on to say that weeks, months, or even years of sustained corticosteroids that result from chronic stress can damage the hippocampus and decrease our ability to form new memories. So, moderate stress associated with memorizing can help us remember. But when it comes to retrieving those memories, stress has the opposite effect. And that's where the brain fog rolls in. Cox explains, the act of remembering relies on the prefrontal cortex, which governs thought, attention, and reasoning. When corticosteroids stimulate the amygdala, the amygdala inhibits or lessens the activity of the prefrontal cortex. The reason for this inhibition is so the flight-fight-freeze response can overrule slower, more reasoned thought in a situation we perceive to be dangerous, whether consciously or subconsciously. This physiological response often has the unfortunate effect of making our mind go blank, 
And then the act of trying to remember can itself become a stressor, leading to a vicious cycle of more corticosteroid release and an even smaller chance of remembering. We'll be picking up from there tomorrow and we'll be talking options later this week, how to prepare, how to respond, and what habits we can cultivate to decrease stress across the board in our lives. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for day two of our week unstressed. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.